0: Number 13th ranked UFC welterweight, the silent assassin, Vicente Luque. Thank you so much for the time. I know it's not the best situations right now, but how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, man, once more. And, you know, uh, not so happy with what has been going on, but it, it's part of the situation. And, you know, the, the most important thing is that we're safe and we're healthy. And that's what really matters.
0: Fighters, they're, they're known for... Being able to adapt more than I think any other athlete because you're fighting for your life So I feel like that characteristic is very helpful in situations like this for every fighter
1: Yeah, definitely. I I agree. I mean, this is kind of like the second time my fight is canceled because I was gonna fight April 11 Then it was canceled. Uh, I just decided to keep myself ready I never know what knew what was gonna happen. They called me for April 18 UFC 249 I right away was ready, came from Brazil all the way to the U.S., you know, just to make sure that I was going to be in the U.S. and and not have any problems to come here for this competition. The UFC tried to do their best, but, you know, the event is not going to go on, so it was canceled once more. And, you know, uh, it's crazy, but we adapt. Now I'm just going to go back home, be with my family, and make sure they're safe and I keep myself safe. And I'm gonna keep training. So whenever I have a chance to get back in there again, you know, I I can be ready for that.
0: All right, let's go back to uh, UFC Portland. Of course, that fight or that event was postponed slash canceled. And you were in Brazil at that time. So did the UFC tell you once they figured out, okay, we're gonna put you on the 249 card? They're like, get out of Brazil. You need to get on a flight right now. Get to Florida.
1: Yeah, they they talked to me about that and. They thought it was smarter for me to come to the U.S. before any borders were closed or anything like that. But also, uh, I thought it would be better for me to train if I came here because I'm right now I'm at Gilbert's house. And, you know, he has a great garage with all, the, all we need to train. Back in Brazil, I was training at home by myself. So I thought it made sense, you know, at least two weeks I can stay in Gilbert's house, have a good preparation for, for UFC 249. And I would be ready to go. So not only the fact that it would was interesting for me to be in the U.S. to make sure borders were not closed, but also I thought training would be better here.
0: Oh, definitely. You guys are two of the best in the world, you know, <laughs> locked in together. That's that's You can't get no better than that. Yeah, that's
1: the best quarantine for a camp, you know. Uh, best <laughs> way to, to do a camp during quarantine, for sure. Yeah. You First off,
0: you were ready to fight Randy Brown, and then it switched to Nico Price, which is a rematch, a guy that you already beat uh, a few years back. Now, were you just ready to fight or, you know, because it almost seems like it didn't really make sense to take that fight against Nico Price.
1: I was just ready to fight. That's the thing, you know. Uh, Whoever the opponent was going to be, it really wasn't my concern at that point. Obviously, I wanted a guy that that has some momentum. And Nico Price does have, he's coming off a win against James Vick. He's a tough guy. We fought before, but that was almost three years ago. So it would be a new fight. And airstyles styles, I mean, makes sense. You know, everybody's going to have fun watching us fight against each other. So it just made sense in my mind. And I thought it was a good fight for me. I could get in there and, and have a good performance. And, you know, it, it didn't happen. But I thought it made sense at the moment to take this fight. And, and especially fighting, how everything is going, I, I thought it was so good the idea that we were going to entertain people at home they have nothing to watch no sports to watch so i thought like man i'm gonna go out there and and you know everybody's gonna have fun watching me it's not gonna happen but you know hopefully soon uh everything goes back to normal
0: before you left brazil how was the the atmosphere there was was there some panic people were really worried about this coronavirus
1: yeah people there are Really concerned, and everybody is respecting a lot of the quarantine, and I think that's that's a, a big part of keeping everyone safe. You know, we cannot spread this, so we have to try to stay as much as home as we can. That's my whole idea why I came here. Because in Brazil, I wasn't confident that I could stay at home and have all my training over here. I could come, stay at Gilbert's place, and not you know leave from here and train and, and make sure that I was going to be ready. So. I think at this moment, that's what we got to do. Everybody has to be together and, and have the mentality. We got to fight this virus and be, you know, uh, everybody together. And after this ha- happens and everything goes away, then we think about what we're going to do and, and what we have to do for business and about fighting, in my case, you know. But I mean, it's just a crazy situation right now.
0: Were there any people close to you against you fighting?
1: No, not really. I had a great support from my family, and it was really hard for me the idea that I had to leave Brazil and leave my family over there. but at the same time, I knew and I trusted them. I knew that they were going to you know take care of them- themselves and make sure they were going to be safe. so you know it was it was hard, but it's what we have to do, it's what we do. fighting is, is what we live for, so I had to do it.
0: They're in the news, you know Eric Silva and his family. They, they were affected by the virus. And uh, Rose Nama Yunus also, she had some family members die uh, due to the virus that was reported. Um, when you see stuff like that, do you kind of step back and be like, oh, you know, maybe uh, I might have to chill out and not fight in the next couple months?
1: Yeah, no, I, I understand that that's probably the reality right now. I thought, I mean, this fight, I thought it was going to go on, especially because the UFC was taking every single step to make it in a safe way, in a safe manner. They did not want to put uh, any of the fighters in risk and especially other people in risk, you know? So they were taking all what all the uh, precautions for that to happen. That's why I was going with it. Uh, if, if I didn't feel that it was going to be safe and it was not going to be something that, that I can support, I would not be part of it. That's why I was supporting it because I believe in the UFC and, and the work they do. But, you know, how everything is going and things are, you know, escalating really quickly, I think it is a reality. We are going to have to sit back for a while, not only fighters, but everyone in general. And, and a lot of people struggle with that because fighters, for example, we only get paid when we fight, but there are a lot of other people, you know, that have services every single day and they only get paid when they work. So it's a hard time for a lot of people. And we, we just got to, you know... Trust that everything's going to be good and keep a um, positive mentality and get through this.
0: Dana White said in the interview when he announced that 249 was canceled, he said that he would uh, make things right for the fighters that uh, got on the card. That kind of makes you happy, right? That he's going to take care of the fighters even though you didn't compete.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Dana White's a great guy and the UFC always takes care, of, at least, you know, it, regarding me, they always took good care of me. They really uh, care about my safety and about my well-being. And, you know, it it, it was not their call. They could not do anything about it. And all of us fighters, we get, you know, we we did what we could. We put ourselves at their disposal. We were training and we were focused to put put on a great show. So I I think it makes sense with the call he made. And I really respect him for that.
0: You were at the last show in Brasilia. you're there to support your teammates. The, the arena is empty. You you fought in the Tough House, but the Tough House is just a small place. You know what I mean? It's not a big, big, you know, like 10,000 seats or whatever. What was the feeling uh, like in the event, at the event? Was it kind of, was it awkward?
1: It was. Uh, I didn't actually walk into the arena because I, I was backstage. So I was in the locker room. I warmed up with Gilbert. And then he went only with three corners and I sat back. But the crazy thing is that you can't hear any crowd, no cheering. And that's so, like, out of reality for us. It's one of the things, at least in my in my uh, opinion, it motivates me a lot to have the crowd and have everybody there. And not to have that and not to hear that. It was a really weird feeling. But at the same time, I mean, we, we're fighters. We adapt. We go there and, and we do what we have to do. When we're in training, there's no crowd, there's nobody cheering. So it's kind of, you know, another day of training. That's that's the mentality we go into.
0: Yeah, when uh, Gilbert knocked out Damian Maya, he was screaming. <laughs> but then at that moment, it's like, oh, there's nobody out there. You know, like <laughs> even myself, when I was watching live, I was like, I expected, you know, the, the Brazilian crowd to just go crazy. this. like there's nobody. And and uh, it, it just magnifies everything. Um, now... Fight Island. You hear all these things about yeah. this place that Dana White is building. He's like, it's like a movie, you know, he's he's creating this setting for all the fighters to go and compete. I guess within the next month, it should be done. Um, what do you think about that
1: place? I think it's great. I think it's a great move, you know. Uh, it's It's certainly a way that you're going to keep people safe. There's nobody else besides UFC staff, the camera people and the fighters. So I'm sure they, they're going to test everyone before they get into the island. So it's going to be kind of a safe environment, clean from any kind of virus. So it, it's a great idea. And they are going to be able to, you know, to keep on doing their shows. We're going to be keep, uh, keep on entertaining people at home. So I think it's a great idea. And I'm excited to see how it's going to be. It's a lot of people are playing like Mortal Kombat and all these things. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like a movie. But I think all of this, all that we're living is like a movie. Even the, the virus and the pandemic is like a movie. So we, we got to, you know, the, the solutions are going to be kind of movie things also. All
0: right, 2019, it was uh, the, the busiest year for you in the UFC so far. You had four fights. Uh, you fought two of the toughest guys in the division. And then you fought a top five guy at the end of the year. Let's go back to 244. You know, you dropped a decision to Steven Thompson in New York. Anything really surprised you about Wonderboy through that, throughout that fight?
1: Not, not really that it surprised me. I was ready for what he was going to do. Once we started the first round, I felt good in the sense that I was doing the right strategy. I was being patient. I got some good shots. He connected some things too, but nothing too big. When we started the second round, I think that I just felt like I had found the game. And that's when I started making mistakes in the sense that you you cannot just get comfortable with a guy like Wonderboy. And I did get a little bit comfortable in the sense, no, I'm going to go in there, pressure him and do what I do. And that's when he started seeing the openings for the counterattacks. Once that started, maybe two or three times I got counterattacked. I realized I had to change my game plan and go back to what I was doing before, but that was too late. I couldn't go. I, I tried to change a little bit of things, but it didn't work out and and it went the way it went. But at the same time I think it was a big learning experience for me. I think all the biggest thing is the you know, he's a veteran and you can feel that in there, especially in striking, because he doesn't have that many MMA fights but he has a big background in kickboxing and fighting in general. So I I think that's what I felt in there, a big level of experience. And and he just felt comfortable and knew what to do. And in certain moments, I I made mistakes and he just capitalized on them.
0: So it's nothing in your preparations. It's more of in-fight adjustments that you you felt like that kind of swayed you away from the, the proper game plan to defeat Thompson.
1: I think at the moment yeah I definitely think that at the moment looking again looking back at the fight after everything had gone I definitely think I have a lot of things that I could get better. So that's another thing like once I fought him and I saw the kind of level of striking he has I saw like man maybe I have to work harder and and work different you know look for new weapons. Cause I have very good weapons. I've been sharpening them for years, but I have to look for different things, and and that's what I'm looking for now. Uh, just put some, I I don't know like how to explain it, but just a different feel of striking and and improve, get different, you know, add to my game, and and, and that's what I'm I have been doing in the last months.
0: The next couple months, it's very unclear who you will fight. You could be Nico Price. It could be Randy Brown. It, they could come with at you and say, okay, we'll give you uh, a, a rematch with Leon. We don't know, right? We don't know this fight island. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. So if you couldn't have a, a choice of who, who to fight, who would you choose?
1: Man, uh, that's a tough call. I don't know. I think that a rematch with Wonderboy is something that will always interest me. But I don't think maybe now it doesn't make sense. But if it happens, it would be great. I would love to step in there and and have that rematch. And a Diaz fight, you know, Nate Diaz, I think that would be a a fight that I would have plenty of fun. And I think the the people, you know, with all the crowd would have great fun with that. I'm going to go in there and push the pace. And he's not the kind of guy that is going to quit. So it's going to be a great fight.
0: Yeah, Fight Island is going to be interesting to see what kind of procedures they put in for the fighters and what you might have to do. Maybe you might have to fly there two weeks ahead of time to be quarantined and tested. And and there's so much mystery in this. But like you said, the fighters, they're used to it. They're, They're adapting all the time to every situation injuries training camp is unpredictable when you start some most of the time when you enter a training camp does it end the way that you felt like it would
1: end most of the time it doesn't but it's just the way it is now i have i don't know but over 20 20, 22 23 fights and it's never how you imagine it but that's when i know it's normal if everything goes perfect there's something wrong Uh, i should really be concerned about it So the normal is things are going to go wrong, but you're just going to keep on going, keep on pushing, and you're going to get out there and do what you do and and fight. So this moment, you know, it's hard, but for us fighters, it's just another challenge. We're still going to, you know, be focused and and go out there and, and do what we have to do. A big thing people were talking to me about is training. I mean, everybody is living the same situation, so... Training is the same for everyone. Everyone is struggling with that. So it, it's still going to be a fair night when two guys step in there and fight because everybody is in the same uh, same situation. So it's not going to be, you know, no advantages to any sides.
0: So you're, you're heading back to Brazil now in the next couple of days to be with your family?
1: Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. I'm going to try to leave tomorrow and make it as quick as possible over there in Brazil. And I, I miss my family. <laughs>
0: Safe travels for you, Vicente, and uh, I appreciate your time. Even though the the situation right now with the UFC is very unclear, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, once you get the next fight lined up, uh, I'll get you back on here and we could talk about it and be more clear on what what's gonna happen next.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, let's hope for the best. I think things are are gonna get you know solved uh, from here forward. And thanks for having me once more and let's go. Let's have fun at home and just, you know, stay safe.